Today's express edition of the Grind Hours podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets. Baseball fans, if you're if the trade deadline is tomorrow. If your team gets a new player, use SeatGeek to go see him. Uh, use my code GRINDHOUR to get $20 off your first purchase to go see that new player. And if you're not a baseball fan, it's music, theater, and much, much more is also available on, on SeatGeek. So use my code GRINDHOUR at checkout to get $20 off your first purchase. Again, one last time, that's code GRINDHOUR at checkout to get $20 off your first purchase. Now on the podcast. So, um, I wanted to do a podcast on the trade deadline, and that's all I wanted to do, but some new news came out, and I just have to do a little express edition, baseball style, um, to, to just smooth th- some things over before we get to tomorrow's deadline, because I want tomorrow to be all happy-go-lucky, not what the first half of this is going to be, and it is a complete an utter call for change from Major League Baseball because of the Roberto Ozuna trade from the Blue Jays to the Astros. Ozuna was, or currently is, serving a 75-game suspension for domestic abuse. He violated the domestic abuse policy for Major League Baseball, and he's serving a 75-game suspension But that's not the kicker. The kicker is he's still eligible for the postseason. How does that happen? I have no idea. I don't know how a guy like Robinson Cano can sit out the postseason when his team will probably only make the wild card game and Roberto Ozuna can chill out until August 4th pending some drastic changes in in a court hearing on Wednesday. The, the 1st of August, but how can he sit on a team for a couple of months after he abused his girlfriend and in the postseason? How, does, how do you reward a person like that? That doesn't seem comparable to me. A guy failing a, a, a drug test should not have more punishment than a guy who beat a woman or a child, or anyone for that matter. It, it, the punishment is not equal to the crime. Not only is being eligible for the postseason completely ridiculous, but the suspension for domestic abuse is less than that of steroids. How does that happen? How do you set out 75 games for a first offense and 84? Two games for a steroid offense, first time. Where's the justice in that? Tell me. And I know this was in response to A-Rod and the whole steroid era for players to stop using steroids, but the first time offense should not be more than someone serving for domestic abuse, sexual harassment, or child abuse. It should not be... More, that there's no, no human being, I don't care your background, your race, your upbringing, would punish someone who took steroids more than someone who beat their girlfriend. No one would do that. So why is Major League Baseball allowing this to happen? 
Uh, if it was up to me, if I was Rob Manfred, I would veto the trade. I think that's the other part of this. I don't know. I don't think you should be. You're, you're not allowed to, to trade anyone who's hurt. You should not be able to trade anyone who's suspended. I don't think that you shouldn't. You should not reward someone who suspended to possibly get a better situation. I think you should sit on the team that you're suspended with until your suspension is up, and that if that suspension goes past the thirty, the July thirty first deadline, then. You're stuck on that team until you be until next year, or you become a free agent. Those those two factors alone. How does that happen? You're not allowed to trade for someone who's on the DL. Well, Osuna's not playing right now, so technically he is on some sort of DL. He's on a suspension list. Robinson Cano should not be able to get traded today or tomorrow. Shouldn't happen. So. This is a call for Rob Manfred. This is a call for the entire game of baseball. Fix this. Fix the being able to trade for someone who's on a suspension list and fix the domestic abuse policy. That's ridiculous. And it's laughable that someone who is on a domestic violence list, suspension list, is able to play in the playoffs. That is absolutely laughable if you have a rule that if you take steroids, you're not eligible. So either you have to suspend these guys from the postseason who are on the domestic abuse and child abuse and and sexual harassment list, or you say to the guys who have used steroids, you can play in the postseason. You can't have it both ways. I'm sorry. You can't. You you cannot... it's hurting the game. It really is. And in a time where the commissioner got on the best player for not being vocal enough, well, maybe he needs to be vocal about this because this is ridiculous. What else do you want players to do? How can any guy in a locker room sit and stare at a guy who took steroids and say, well, uh, I beat my wife and I can play in the, like what does that tell the steroid guy? What does that tell the rest of the teammates? I can go beat my wife, but I can't take roids. So, what what kind of culture are you bringing here? It makes no sense to me. But and this is not a bash on the on the Astros or the Blue Jays, because I mean the Astros they got the best available reliever on the market. That's a smart baseball move by them. He is a good baseball player, but his past should not warrant an upgrade, and it should definitely not warrant warrant the the best baseball to be played all year, because that's what he's going to be able to do. And honestly, I hope the Astros play the Yankees now. I was backing away from it because I was scared of this team, and I'm still scared of this team. But I want the New York fans to absolutely rip Roberto Ozuna to shreds. And I want every opposing fan to do that when Ozuna comes to your ballpark and pitch for the rest of the season and perhaps for the rest of his career. Because this is ridiculous. And I'm not going to boycott the league because that's ridiculous. But I'm not going to look at Rob Manfred the same way. Unless he changes the circumstances of 
the policy. It should not happen. Tomorrow it should change. And if Ozuna is grandfathered, grandfathered into the old policy, fine. But this should change. This has to change. And in a time where things are changing, it's weird to see this not here. Weird to see it being allowed by a professional sports organization. But that's nor here nor there, and I hope it gets fixed. And if it doesn't, then I don't know who would have to be on that list or what would have to happen for it to change. But that's where you guys come in, and that's where the conversation starts. But moving on to a little bit more happier things, a little bit more confusing things as far as the game is concerned and roster organization. The Yankees were busy, and they could possibly still be on the phones as we speak. The Yanks made two moves today. They traded Adam Warren to the Seattle Mariners for international cash, and they traded Tyler Austin and Luis Rio to Minnesota for Lance Lynn. I like Lance Lynn, but I also know that his best baseball is probably behind him in St. Louis. The Yankees are splitting half of the $8 million deal that he signed in Minnesota, and I guess you can call this an upgrade. I feel bad for Warren because I like Adam Warren, but Lance Lynn's okay. He's not bad, and to implement him as a six starter, a long reliever in the bullpen, is is an upgrade. I'm not gonna lie, it's, it's an upgrade from Adam Warren. So, yeah, it has. That's a positive move. That is a positive move, but it's also a troubling move because, as per reports for from John Heyman, they are interested in Cameron Maben, as are the. Cleveland Indians and some other teams. But if you're interested in Cameron Mabin, why not just keep Tyler Austin? Because Tyler Austin can play the outfield and you need a right-handed bat. So why not bring him up with Judge being down in Sanchez and Frazier? Why not bring up Tyler Austin and give him his due because when he's been up here this year, he's produced. And... It's been a constant, just positive swing of momentum for him every single time he's gotten an opportunity with this team from 2015 on. So why not give him his due? I mean, he's a fan favorite from what for what he did in Boston against Joe Kelly. He's insanely clutch. He just comes up with big homer after big homer after big homer. I mean, the first time he stepped in the bigs, his first at-bat, the first pitch he saw was in the seats. So, I mean, good luck to Tyler Austin in Minnesota. It's I'm sad to see him go. I'm sad to see Warren go, but we got to buy in on this team as a collective fan base, and I'm putting my backing in Lance Lynn, hoping that he can rekindle some of the stuff that he had in St. Louis when he helped St. Louis get to uh, a World Series. So, I don't know. Um, Hopefully, the Yankees have some more positive news tomorrow. If they don't, then 
I think, getting Lance Lynn, J.A. Happ, Zach Britton. It's a good haul. It's a good haul. I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm actually kind of talking myself into it as I'm doing this podcast because they're actually going out and, and trying to win. Now, I hope it's not a 2017-2018 Cavs move where they reconfigure their team and hope to go with a whole new group of guys. But I don't know. I can't shake that. I hope it's not, but the Astros are good. They just got better with Osuna, and I'm ready for October. I don't know how many times I'm going to say that in the next couple of months, but I am ready for October, and that's a good place to stop. Um, If you haven't already, follow this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, share this podcast with anybody who you seem fit. Follow my Twitter at NotTheFakeJLeo, blog, medium.com slash at basementview, and yeah, until tomorrow, peace out.